Welcome to the second class on Deep Torah Chanukah. So we spoke about the concept of a holiday in general, of a Chag, of a Moed. Moed, in fact, one thing we did not mention in the last class, but very important, is that another name for a holiday in Torah is a Moed. The word Moed comes to the root word Vad, which means meeting place. And the concept is, is that what a Yomtif, what a holiday is, is yes, every holiday is connected to something that occurred in the past. But it's a meeting place. It's a time that we meet with the divine. It's a time we meet and we connect with Hashem. Like we said, that hidden light, that or hagonos, that light, that spiritual light that's hidden for future generations, that light is being revealed. There's a certain presence of Hashem that can be easily, more easily be discerned at this point in time. The word moed comes from the word va to meet. Within the realm of time, we have a meeting place with God, a meeting place with Hashem. So every holiday has a tremendous potential to it. There's a, there's a spiritual dynamic, and I can experience from that spiritual dynamic something that's absolutely transformational. Rav Hutner, who was the dean of the Chaim Berlin Yeshiva, wrote a magnificent work called Pachad Yitzhak. Very creative thinker, lived from 1906 to 1980. In fact, his Yorzeit, the anniversary of his death, will be uh, in a couple of days on the 20th of Kislev. Rav Hutner would say that the attitude we have to have when a holiday leaves, you'd say in Yiddish, Nishta Yomtiv Avek. It's not that the holiday left. No, Nocha Yomtiv Tsugukumen. I'm enriched because I have another Yomtiv within myself. I've internalized a Yomtiv. I'm not the same person that I was when Yom Tov started. And it's so, so important to view life that way. You know, there's a horrible, if I can get on my soapbox for a moment, there's a horrible expression people have when you ask them how they are and they say, same old, same old. What a terrible, terrible statement, same old, same old. Life is not static. Life is not the same. Every day is different. Every experience is different. The potential there is amazing. Within the realm of the year, there are different holidays, there are different spiritual energies, different days of the week. That's why within the service, the davening, there are different parts of the service at different days because it's a different spiritual energy. So why don't I feel different on Tuesday than I felt on Monday? The answer is, that's my fault. I didn't prepare myself properly. If I don't prepare myself properly, I don't experience it, and therefore it's, it's, it's just like any other day. So... If I want to have a transformational experience on a Yom Tif, I need to learn the Torah of it. I need to stop what I'm doing. I need to, to, to spend time thinking about this, doing spiritual prep. Maybe some of my behaviors, some of the things I do, I should do differently. Maybe I should speak differently. Maybe I should be more focused. Maybe I should be around people that are more spiritually focused on spiritual growth or more spiritually developed. That's where, that's where I should be. At this point in time, and if I'm, if I'm, if I want to have that experience, I need to get myself into that space mentally, emotionally, spiritually. So let's talk about the Yamtif of Hanukkah. So just by way of, of a little bit of introduction about Hanukkah, we know the story. We know that the Greeks um, had taken over the land of Israel, and they had they were persecuting the Jews, and a small band of rabbis decided we're not going to take this anymore, and they fought back. And there was a miraculous victory. The victory in the war, war was, was beyond explanation. And they went into the Beis Hamikdash, they went into the temple, and they found that all the oil had been defiled, 
And they had just enough oil to stay lit for one day. They lit the candle, it stayed lit for eight days. The menorah stayed lit for eight days. So we know there's the miracle of the oil, we eat the latkes, we eat the donuts that are fried in oil. We know the miracle of the, of the war. But there's something going on before this. Why did we wage that war? Was it just that we wanted to be free? We didn't want to be told what to do? Obviously not. There's something much deeper. And we say it in the tefillah, in the prayer that we say on Hanukkah, that the Greeks wanted, they had two things they wanted to do. They wanted to cause us to forget our Torah. And to take us away from the statutes that are expression of the desire and the will of Hashem, the will of God. So, and there's a tremendous amount to discuss, hopefully with Hashem's help, we'll get to discuss this over the coming days. But, no, but there were two things they want, the Greeks wanted to do. They want to take us away from Torah, to forget Torah, and they wanted to get us to not fulfill these statutes. More, more specifically, we're taught that there were three mitzvot that they did not allow us to fulfill, the mitzvah of Shabbos, observing Shabbos, the mitzvah of Rosh Chodesh, celebrating the beginning of the new month, and Mila, circumcision. Why these three? Also, hopefully, we'll get to over the coming, the coming week or two. But we see that there was a tremendous focus on causing us to forget Torah. The question is, we know that we were victorious in that we, we battled back the Greeks. We know that we had a miracle. But did we win in that battle against trying to get us to forget Torah? By the way, the word forget is shachach, is the same letters as choshach, which means darkness. And that's we're in, the, we're in the darkest time of year. We're in a time of darkness. The Greeks are referred to as they were trying to bring, a, they were trying to darken our eyes. But let's understand what happens over here. So Rav Hutner has a, has a wonderful mimer, a wonderful essay that maybe we'll, we'll discuss a little bit today. We might have to continue in a future recording. Rav Hutner explains that every, everything is very exact. Everything Hashem does is very, very organized and thought out, obviously. So there's a, there's a seder, there's a, there's a sequence of holidays. We said there are Torah holidays, there are rabbinic holidays. And historically, Purim comes first and then Hanukkah. Even though in the calendar, Adar, the month of, Adar is the month that Purim is celebrated in, and Adar is later. But in the sequence, historically, Hanukkah is the last one. And there's a song that we sing on Hanukkah, Yevon, the, the Mo'ost Sur, Rock of the Ages. And they, it goes through in the in different stanzas, the different different subjugations and sub sufferings the Jewish nation went through. And when it talks, the second to last one talks about the Greeks who attempted to, uh, to subjugate us and not allow us to study our Torah, as we said. It says that there was a great miracle and us, then Egmar will be completed, Bishir Mizbar, the song will be sung, Chanukah Samizbeach, the dedication of the altar. Then, then meaning in the future, so what are we talking about in the future? Right now we're talking about what happened in the past. The other stances don't end that way. Why does this one end? Instead of talking about just what happened in the past, why are we talking about the future? It says Rav Hutner, you see from here that the holiday of Hanukkah is not just the last, last one chronologically because it happened to have come last, but you see that 
there's the holidays are perfectly situated to get us through time, whether it's to get us through time in the calendar of the year or time throughout history. And Hanukkah is the final holiday, means Hanukkah is what has the spiritual energy and the light and the message within it to get us to the end of days, to get us until the time of Mashiach, the time of Messiah, the time when the temple will be rebuilt. And then, then at that future time, Oz Egmar, Bashir Mizmar, then it will sing the rededication of the, of the new altar. So there's something about Hanukkah. What is it about Hanukkah that gets us to the end of days, that gets us to the finish line? Why is Purim not enough for Sukkot or other times? Why are they not enough? Or what is unique about Hanukkah? So <coughs> he explains that there's something about Hanukkah that still affects us to this day. And the concept is as follows. There's a Mishnah in Tractate Chagiga, a very interesting Mishnah. Tractate Chagiga is a, 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 one of the smaller tractates of Gemara, of the Talmud. And in there, there's an argument amongst two rabbis about a particular Jewish law, about a particular halacha. And one says yes, one says no, which is not uncommon. We have that many times in the, you know, every page of Gemara of the Talmud, we have that. But the Mishnah then quotes another two sets of rabbis, or the same argument, and another two sets of rabbis. And it quotes a bunch of sets of rabbis. One says yes, one says no. Rashi says something. Rashi, the primary commentator, says something very interesting there. Rashi says, this is the first recorded argument that we had. And we're told the first recorded argument in Torah. And when did this happen? This happened at the time of the Greeks. At the time the Greeks were subjugating the Jews, at the time they were persecuting us, that is when this happened. So what's the message over here that the first argument recorded in the history of Mishnah, of Talmud, the history of Jewish history, the first time there's an argument amongst rabbis, which is hard to imagine because as rabbis and not just rabbis, as studiers of Torah, students of Torah, we don't stop arguing. But yet this is the first argument and it happened specifically at the time of Hanukkah. What is the message? I'm going to leave with this, and with God's help, we'll pick up on the next recording and answer that question. Thank you for joining, and thank you for studying with us.